is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Now, here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Ellie Cat. Be a part of the family. Hoping you're getting all the things you need to do done. And we're right there with you. One week till Christmas. But guys, right now, it's time for your holiday weekend getaway. The Mulberry Lane Show. It's Rachel here with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we want you to take us along with you for the next hour. Promise to keep you company with a yuletide of good vibes. That's right. And with the guest list today, you're bound to feel the warmth and sparkle of the season. And a great big thanks to you for joining us here. Mm-hmm. Well, no reason to delay. Let's get to those guests. Let's hit it, sisters. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Okay, guys. Well, up first, the songwriter of this Christmas classic. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day walk on now, Mary, Did You Know has been recorded by Kenny Rogers and Winona, Pentatonics, Clay Aiken, CeeLo Green, Rascal Flatts, and yes, Mulberry Lane. <laughs> yes, we did a version of this song as well. So today, you're going to meet Mark Lowry. Now, he's here to talk about a few things. First of all, of course, we had to ask him about the writing of that beautiful song, Mary, Did You Know? But you're also going to hear about his brand new YouTube series and podcast with Andrew Greer called Dinner Conversations with Mark Lowry and Andrew Greer. And you heard from Andrew Greer last weekend. Now you're going to hear Mark's perspective on the show and what they're trying to accomplish. And Mark also gets into something you might be really interested in. He calls it the five P's that are necessary for success in music. Have patience and wait for that. (laughs) Allie, who's swinging by next? Okay, guys, next we have travel expert Keith Nowak. And you're going to hear some cost-saving tips about holiday travel and some tips for avoiding the travel-related stress. It's a five-minute radio getaway. Yes, it might be the busiest time of the year, but it doesn't have to be the most stressful. So chill out and get your travel on. Don't need to lose your sanity. Just your luggage. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Rachel, talk about who's next. All right, then you guys are going to meet Andrew Meller. Now, Andrew Meller is a singer-songwriter from the Highlands of Scotland. He's got a great accent. You're going to be inspired by his story. He's got a couple new holiday songs that you're going to want to add to your playlist. And Andrew actually spent some time homeless. He was able to get out of that and build up his career once again. So a truly inspiring story for this time of year. Okay, Allie, you can talk about the Allie on the show today. Yes, the final guest you're going to meet today is named Allie Singer. (laughs) How appropriate. She's a nonfiction editor from the best-selling and award-winning book publisher, DK Publishing. She's going to share her picks that entertain, inspire, and wow for those hard-to-buy-for people on your list. Like she says, the gift of reading doesn't require batteries or charging. (laughs) Okay, guys, right now for you, we're going to kick things off with a way that you can give back this holiday season. Once again this year, you're going to hang out with General P. Osmond from Toys for Tots. Welcome, welcome to the show, General Osmond. 
delighted to be back with you uh, again this year and glad to be back with your listeners as well. Thank you. Give us a little history on Toys for Tots. Uh, Marine Toys for Tots has been around now for 70 years. The first campaign was conducted in 1947 in Los Angeles when a young reserve major and his Marines decided they would collect toys that they could give to war orphans and other less fortunate children in Los Angeles. The good news of that campaign got back to Washington, and the Commandant of the Marine Corps realized what a difference that campaign had made. Said, hey, you know, I want every reserve unit to conduct one of these campaigns. This year, we're actually conducting over 800 campaigns all across the country. Wow. And about how many toys are delivered annually? We've averaged delivering uh, slightly over 18 million toys to over 7 million children each year. That is amazing. So impressive. Now, can you give an update on this area? How are we doing here? The heartland of the country, you know, you think that everything is pretty stable there, and most of the country has recovered quite nicely from the recession. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is there are lots of folks that haven't realized the recovery is maybe like you and I have. Uh Uh, The statistics tell the story. We still have... 15 million children in our country that live in poverty. At the height of the recession, it was 16 million. So we really haven't come down that much. So it's still a demand right here in the heartland for sure. Absolutely. And then where can we donate and by when? It's coordinator will take toys right up till Christmas Eve okay. uh, because they inevitably will discover families that maybe have slipped through the crack and they want to get to them. The website really does provide all the information that someone who is interested in the Marine Toys for Tots program might want to go to. Okay. And then could you share a personal experience of how you've personally seen a family impacted by Toys for Tots? One of the most heartwarming stories was one that took place probably about 20 years ago. I was at a recent event with one of our corporate sponsors, and a lady came up to me and said she wanted to share a story. And as it turns out, unfortunately, her mom and her sister had to go to a home for battered moms, so they had absolutely no hope that anything good was going to happen that Christmas. Lo and behold, Marines showed up with gifts for the children. She said not only did it make her and her sister happy, she couldn't get over the impact that it had on their mother. Just when the mom thought there was absolutely nothing she could do for her children, the program came along, and she said, unfortunately, they were there the next Christmas as well, And she said, again, the Marines showed up. And she told me this whole story, of course, with tears in her eyes and said that she just could not believe what an impact it had. Yes, it shows how far-reaching it is. It really is. Mm -hmm. Well, General Osmond, we want to thank you for your service and for joining the show and telling us all about Toys for Tots and how we can help out. It's been my pleasure, and let me wish you and your listeners a very Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you. It's General Osmond with Toys for Tots. Check it out. Well, after the break, you're going to meet the songwriter of the Christmas classic, Mary Did You Know. Mark Larry is in the Christmas house, right here with you guys. Meet you right back here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Meet the celebrities on your radio station. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Well, a few weeks ago, you guys met singer-songwriter Andrew Greer of the brand new podcast and YouTube series, Dinner Conversations with Mark Lowry and Andrew Greer. 
And today, you get to meet Mark Lowry, the other half of this series. Now, the show was just named the number one video podcast on iTunes. Mark is also a singer-songwriter, multiple Dove Award recipient, author, and humorist, best known for penning the lyrics to the Christmas classic, Mary Did You Know. And Mark's also been a member of the Grammy Award-winning Gaither Vocal Band. So, you're going to get to know Mark right now. Welcome, welcome to the show, Mark Lowry. <laughs> that was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Great to have you with us. Well, it's good to be with you. I'm thrilled. So now, yeah. whose idea was it, the dinner conversations? It, it was mine. Okay. I thought a year ago I was thinking about slowing down, and I am slowing down next year. I'm going to do 55 concerts instead of about 80 or 90. Okay. And so I'm slowing down a little bit. But I was thinking about just retiring because I thought, you know, if the point is not about making money, if it's about reaching people, yes. I can get on Facebook Live and reach a lot more people than I'll ever reach on a tour. Isn't that amazing what's capable now? Yeah. And I don't have to leave the lazy boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't know anything about podcasting. I just called Andrew after he interviewed me for the CCM magazine article. Uh-huh. I thought he asked good questions and he would give a millennial uh, perspective, you know, a millennial yeah. outlook to. But I, I called him and talked about maybe joining me in this process. And also, he does really all the work. So where do you do the series then? We do it in Nashville. We use uh, Shelly Breen's house. She's uh, Point of Grace. She her kitchen. So now for someone who hasn't seen the series, can you describe what it's like? Well, it's sort of like a PBS discussion. It's like you're the other seat at the table. We're sitting there just having lunch or dinner or whatever we're eating at the time and discussing uh, you know, the topics have been everything from alcoholism to adoption to friendship to uh, racism. Okay. So you hit a lot of topics of today. The tagline for the series is turning the light on one question at a time. So what is your hope as people listen and tune in? Well, my hope is that people will put their phones down and have conversations with the people right in front of them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So now in today's society, we are having a hard time talking to each other and listening and hearing each other, especially when we differ on opinions, have different viewpoints. So is part of this, you know, even modeling the way to have an effective conversation kind of based in love? Maybe. That's a great way. How am I going to remember that? Because I, well, I would like to model what it's like to have a conversation. And it also helps me to watch myself back on these videos because I can tell when I'm listening and when I'm not. Uh-huh. So what have you learned about yourself? That I'm pretty good, actually. <laughs> but, but, That's a uh, nice thing to learn, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I ask good questions, I think. I seem involved. I forget the cameras are there, which is very important. Yeah. Uh-huh. My ADD is always at work. In my brain, I can be in the middle of a sentence and take you a whole different direction before I finish that sentence from where I was intending to go. You are ADD? ADHD, but when I turn 50, I drop the H because I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) So So, now you you learn to use that, though, to your advantage. Well, you know, you work with what you got. You know, I I had to be me. I'm the best Mark Lowry that has ever lived because... It was the only thing available, right? Right, yes. I can I can imitate you, but I could never be you. Right. So the best thing you can always be is yourself. And what I've learned is that you talk to an audience just like you're sitting on the back porch with your best friend, mm-hmm. but you're the only one talking. 
If you've just joined us, you're listening to singer-songwriter Mark Lowry. He wrote the lyrics to Mary Did You Know. And you're here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. So now we have to talk about your writing of the lyrics to Mary Did You Know. How did those lyrics come to you? Well, I love questions. It's almost more than I love answers sometimes. You were actually interviewing Mary. Well, yeah, kind of, yeah. If I could have a cup of coffee with her, what would I ask her? I mean, my gosh, she raised God. Did he really grow in favor of God and man, like the Bible says? Which I believe means, or could mean, that he discovered who he was, just like we did. Mm-hmm. You know, and he got his information from the Father, just like we did. Mm-hmm. And in fact, some things he didn't know. He said, I don't know where I'm returning. Only the Father knows. And all we need to know is what the Father tells us. Thank God he didn't tell us everything, because then we'd know how we're going to die, and I don't want to know that. Yeah. You know, and I never wanted to be a comedian. If he'd told me that in the beginning when he called me to this, I would have found myself in the belly of a whale with Jonah. (laughs) (laughs) But when you label it and say comedian, it scares me. It's the labels that are limiting. Yeah, and I love what Gloria Gaither said. Satan labels you, God names you. Ah, that's good. But the thing is, God doesn't tell us everything in advance. And so I don't think Mary knew. She obviously didn't know he would walk on water one day because he hadn't done it. Right. She obviously didn't know he would raise the dead because he'd never done it. You know, she didn't know. The angel didn't tell her those things. The angel did tell her that this was coming with a lot of pain. You know, you're going to hurt. How long, did Mary, did you know lyrics take to write? Oh, you know, it seems like it came pretty fast. But it was over time because, really, I'd been writing it my whole life with my mother. My mother and I had these conversations about what was like raising God. What was it like following him through school, you know? And then my pastor asking me to write the Christmas musical for our church really solidified me sitting down and finishing it and writing those questions down, you know, eventually. Now, did you know that you had written a Christmas masterpiece at that point? No. (laughs) You just made me almost tear up. Oh. (laughs) Uh, No. No, I knew I loved it a lot, and I thought it might just be a poem, you know. And, I, and Babby Mason tried to put music to it, and others tried, but it wasn't right. Buddy Green, I handed it to him, and he called me the next week and sang it to me over the phone, and I pronounced it man and wife. Yes, he had the magic touch. Yeah, well, it was as anointed as the lyric. This was a complete serendipity from the father, I think. He's an idiot and a harmonica player. Right, really, the first Christmas song in many, many years that has not only entered the Christmas market, but is the first spiritual song to enter the Christmas market. I literally have done what I set out to come here to do, Uh I believe. And that that was the right guy. Yes. But I wanted to do something that would outlive me, and that is it. Yeah, it's nice for you to know that you have accomplished that. And it's such a, and not only that, it's such a gift to so many people who hear it because it does spiritually move you when you hear that song. It moves me. Yeah. Same here. So now you were a longtime member of the Grammy Award winning Gaither Vocal Band. So as a harmony singer, what did singing harmony teach you about music and life? What a great question. Well, you got to work together. You know, 
in the early days, the first group I ever sang in in my life was the Gaither Vocal Band. I'd never sung baritone. I'd heard of it, but I didn't know what it did. The baritone is the stepchild of parts. Mm-hmm. You get whatever's left. Right. <laughs> and and you got to sing some really weird notes. Mm-hmm. And at first it was very, very hard, but now it's my favorite part. I mean, it is the part that blends the group. It is the flower of the cake. You can't have a cake without it. Uh-huh. And can't have harmony without that part, or at least tight harmony. Right. You got to be able to sing on pitch. You got to know the pitch, the pocket, the uh-huh. passion. You got to run the lyric through your brain. See, if you have these five P's, you're a superstar. Pitch, pocket, passion, presence, and perseverance. Ooh, wow. I love it. Boy, that's if a very have, concise way of saying a lot. Well, every superstar ha- that I've ever encountered or have seen on TV has all five of those. Okay. You've got to be able to sing on pitch. You got to know where the pocket is. You got to get into the beat. You got to know how to dance on that pocket. Yep. It's pocket passion. You got to run the lyric through your brain. Make me believe you yes. believe what you're singing, or don't sing it. Don't right. waste my time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what's the big dam out there? Uh, Hoover Dam. Mm-hmm. Candy Patty has a nuclear powered jackhammer. And I had a little pickaxe. <laughs> Right? <laughs> right. But, but the one with the pickaxe will break that down just as well as the one with the jackhammer if they don't quit. Right. right. Well, Mark, we want to thank you for joining the show. And you where know, can people podcast. learn more and, you know, be able to keep go up to, with what's coming up? Go to marklowry.com okay. or dinner-conversations.com. It was a fun conversation. We really appreciate your time, Mark. I enjoyed talking to you, too. Singer, songwriter, and comedian Mark Lowry here on the Mulberry Lane Show. When we come back, holiday travel tips with travel expert Keith Nowak, taking you to break with Kenny Rogers and Winona Judd's version of Mark Lowry's song, Mary Did You Know. Mary, did you know that your baby boy walk on water Mary did you know that your baby boy will save our sons and daughters did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new this child that you delivered will soon deliver We've got you covered. The Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Okay, guys, will you be one of the over 100 million people hitting the road or taking to the skies this holiday season? You need to meet travel expert Keith Nowak with some tips for your holiday travel. You guys are going to learn how to minimize the stress and maximize your budget now. Okay. Welcome, welcome to the show, Keith Nowak. That's the best welcome I've ever gotten. Thank you. Yay! Well, it's great to have you on the show, and this is perfect timing because everybody is getting ready for their holiday travel. There's some new trends in travel. One of them is the family destination holidays. So explain a little bit about what that is and why it's become so popular. You know, I think what's happened is we are so spread out as a population. Mm -hmm. It used to be people lived 
you know, let's stay within 20 miles of Grandma's house. Right. Everybody pile in the car, go to Grandma's, open presents, have dinner, go home. Right. But now people are all over the country, so they're going to have to get on an airplane anyway. Uh-huh. So the idea is, why fly to Grandma's, sleep on the floor, you know, make her do all the cooking and the cleaning, when you really, for about the same price, could all get on airplanes and go to the beach. Right. Let somebody else cook for you. Let somebody uh-huh. else clean for you and sleep in your own bed. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's say we've booked our travel, we've packed our bags, and, you know, we're headed to the airport, especially if you've got kids getting through security, you know, with kids and strollers and maybe a wheelchair. You know, how do you get through all that smoothly? What can you do ahead of time to make that not such a nightmare? I'd say there's two things. Okay. The first thing, before you ever leave for the airport, go to the TSA website. There you can find the latest rules and regulations. So, for example, just this past July, a new regulation went into place that said you have to take all electronics larger than a cell phone out of your carry-on. Okay. It used to be just laptops. So that's something, oh, that's a new rule. I should know that. So, so the, the kids' iPads, yeah. Exactly. It's all got to come out now. So make sure that when you get to the front of the line, you have shoes that are easy to take off. Your belt is already off, and all those liquids and electronics are at the top of the bag, ready to go into the bin. Any tips for traveling with kids besides an extra large bottle of Benadryl? <laughs> that would work, but I think that, you know, there's other ways to wear the kids out. And here's a couple thoughts. Especially if you're flying through a larger hub airport, most of those airports have some really great kids' play areas. Uh-huh. Chicago is a great place. The Children's Museum of Chicago actually built the kids' area there. So there's a plane that needs fueling. There's a helicopter cockpit. All kinds of cool stuff so to play on. Travel-related so themes. kind of wear themselves up. Okay. Travel-related theme for sure. Uh-huh. So look those things up and find where they are before you get to that airport. Okay. That way you can head right there without having to figure out, do I get on a train? What terminal is it in? Right. Just know where you're going. Okay. And make sure you have plenty of time to go there and get back. Mm-hmm. Travel expert Keith Nowak here on the Mulberry Lane Show. You know, there's a lot of travel websites, you know, where we can book our flights and hotels and everything together. Is it good to book everything? What are your tips for that? It actually is. It really, there's a couple of reasons it's good to book things together. So, for example, if you come to Orbitz and book things as a package, so you book your flight and your hotel together, you're almost instantly going to get savings on your hotel. It's okay. part of the deal. So you book a flight, get savings on the hotel if you book as a package. Okay. That's super easy. Mm-hmm. The second thing that's a little bit less obvious is that if everything's booked in one place and there's a problem, you don't have to think about, oh, God, where did I book that? Right. You know where you booked it. And that's a good thing. You have one point of contact that can help you with everything. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, any other tips you want to leave us with? You know, I think the main thing is don't get too stressed out. There's going to be a lot of people. So if you do your planning, think ahead. One thing I would say is really important Be sure to look at the rules on the ticket you buy. A lot of tickets these days are what they call basic economy. So that may not include a free carry-on bag. Know that before you go. Determine the best way to get your stuff to the destination. Is it to pack a bag? Do you consolidate everything into one bag? Or do you even ship at UPS where you're going to be going? Is that Mm -hmm. the cheapest route? So know all those things so you don't get to the airport and have sticker shock. Great. 
Now, is there any place we can go where a lot of these tips are consolidated? You know, we have a great blog at Orbit, so you'll find a lot of it there. And again, some of the other things is to go to the TSA website, tsa.gov. That's going to be the latest information. And be sure to visit your airline's website before you go as well to know all those rules and regulations. Okay, and then you can be prepared and almost stress-free. Preparedness is your best ticket to being stress-free. Okay. Well, Keith, we want to thank you so much for joining the show, giving us these travel tips in the nick of time. Thank you very much. Okay. That's Keith Nowak, travel expert with Orbitz. Pack your bags. You're headed to the Highlands of Scotland, where you'll meet singer-songwriter Andrew Meller. Coming up next here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Music, celebrities, and everything in between. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. In the holiday music spotlight this weekend, Andrew Meller is here in his version of Silent Night and Another Blue Christmas you will love to add to your holiday collection. Welcome, welcome to the show, Andrew Meller. It's a pleasure to be here, and those harmonies are crisp and clean and close. Well done. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, and we love that accent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, remember the band Crosby, Stills and Nash? Oh, yes. yes. So they were interviewed about their harmonies. One of the guys, I think it was David Crosby, said, it's like formation flying. You just know the other guy's on your wing. Ah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. That very, says it. It really does. Very picturesque. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. now you've got some holiday music out. Now you have a version of Silent Night and then an original called Another Blue Christmas. So let's first talk about Silent Night, why you recorded okay. that song and your approach to a classic like that. Silent Night, it's a difficult one because when we were children, all of us, everywhere, we heard Silent Night. So we all know that melody, you know, the Silent Night holy night da, 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 da. so everybody is familiar with that now i thought about doing that song because a i love it and i thought well if i'm going to do it i want to try and do my own version yeah. i want to keep the melody in there for at least the first verse the familiar melody and then gradually as the tune goes along peel away from it mm-hmm. and introduce more aspects vocally so that there's a like a four-part harmony in there in the middle and uh, another four-part at the end oh, it's got like that. a it's all me doing the harmony i sing with myself because i've got no friends <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that's what you gotta do <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's me and my multiple personalities that's singing right. along with myself yeah, i like that you know when it's right because your whole body kind of resonates so you, you were your own wingman yeah uh, yeah my own wingman <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> so you know i wanted the song to have a certain feel to it i wanted it to feel very earthy okay. and natural and acoustic you were after a feel more than anything. The feel yeah. is everything. So, like, the harmonica is in there. Uh, I got the harp player to play on one side of the room, and I put the microphone on the other side of the room, oh. you know, to get the natural reverb of the room. Ambience. Um, yeah, same with my voice. I didn't use any, you know, prefabricated reverbs. I stood at the bottom of the stairs, and I put the mic at the top of the stairs. I love it. I went for an entirely natural feel to it. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that, that's basically how we got the Silent Night thing going. And uh, then the I, original is Another Blue Christmas. So did you approach that one similarly? Another Blue Christmas is a bit more classy. 
in its sound because number one it's an entirely electric there's no acoustic guitar on it and basically the song is about a guy who is alone at christmas he's reflecting on his past relationship with the girl he used to be with she's now moved on and she's doing okay and he's still sat there on his own and there's a couple of nods and winks lyrically to uh, the older sort of blue christmas okay. from the 50s uh-huh. you know that kind of thing but that one again quite a modern recording and kind of sounds you know really so a nice kind of contrast with the silent night i bet yeah, yeah, it is actually. Yeah, you've got that real sort of earthy, almost recorded in the woods, silent night type thing, and then you've got the studio shine of another blue Christmas. Okay, so, so, yeah, it's, so it all works out pretty good. Does that reflect your personality, the earthy side and then the glossy side? Um, if I could describe myself in a sentence, uh, I am earthy. I was born in the hills. Uh, I still live in the hills. I like nature. I like getting my hands dirty. Over here, we say I'm a man's man, I think. Uh (laughs) I believe it. From the highlands of Scotland, you're listening to singer-songwriter Andrew Miller here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Is it true that you spent some time homeless? Yes, I did, yeah. How has that informed your music that you're doing now? Oh, my goodness. Being homeless affected me on many levels, put it this way. I don't feel the need to go and buy a a new pair of jeans, a new car, a new this. Possessions are nothing. They mean nothing. When you've lost everything, you appreciate the smallest things in life. A great message for the holiday season, too. Absolutely. And, you know, there are many, many people who are still out there on the streets over here in Manchester, on the streets in New York, on the streets in L.A., you know, in Rio. There are millions and millions and millions of homeless people all over this planet. And if I could say anything to anybody who's listening to the show, that get yourself out of your warm house, okay? Put your gloves on, put your hat on, jump in the car or on the train or the tram and go and see somebody who's homeless in the city centre, you know? Give them something warm to eat. Give them a warm drink. Mm-hmm. Make them feel loved. Because they are human beings at the end of the day. They are just and, like us. It's, and it's you are probably the recipient of someone's kindness. Yes. Well, when times were hard to me, I was very, very lucky that a few people showed me compassion, showed me kindness. It kind of lit my flame of human kindness again. You know, that the people are actually kind. They are kind. It was a tough time, but uh, I came through it. It was a test, which I passed. And And, and how did you get yourself out? There was a moment that I had where I was in the back of a van, and this van was in a a scrapyard. And me and three other guys were sat there, and uh, it was freezing cold outside. And, um, you know, one of these guys, he didn't like me, and uh, the feeling was a mutual kind of thing. And he just looked at me and he said, weren't you a superstar once? Mm. What happened to you? And it was just like somebody shook me. And I just thought, you know something? I'm going to come back and I'm going to come back fighting. Uh-huh. And uh, so, you know, sort of um, started playing guitar again. And one thing led to another. And uh, here I am now speaking to you guys. <laughs> awesome. What a story of turning your life around and redemption and coming back better than ever. Yeah, it, it can be done. It yeah. can be done. It's, it's never too late for a man or a woman to turn things around. I think in the grand scheme of things, you know, without sounding too uh, too deep, um, it was probably a lesson that I had to be involved in uh-huh. um, in order to learn from it and come out the other side a, uh, a better, stronger, and, you know, a, a more leveled person, I think, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. In a nutshell, 
did I learn? Yes, I learned. I came out the other side. Now I write about it. It's all good. And hopefully becoming a catalyst for someone else. Absolutely. I'm on Facebook and, and people contact me via Facebook. They've, they've sort of said to me, you know, I just heard such a song and uh, it's given me hope. And I wrote a song called Conquer Me. And uh, basically it was about uh, lighting that fire within yourself and fighting back and rising from the flames. And a few people have come to me via social media and said, look, you know, I've got a friend who's, who's desperately ill in hospital and, and we put a CD player next to him and he, he listens to your song all day long, you know. Wow. Now... If I hadn't have written that song, that guy wouldn't have benefited right. from it. Right. But in order to write that song in the first place, I had to suffer myself. You, you had understand? to be there. Uh-huh. And you had yeah, to absolutely. experience everything you did. Yeah, it's uh, life is a, is a funny old game. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. And Andrew, <laughs> we want to thank you for sharing your experiences in your music. And where can people learn more about you and uh, get your version of Silent Night and Another Blue Christmas? On Facebook, they can find me uh, via Andrew Meller and Forgotten Man. Uh, that's my musician page. And it's M-E-L-L-O-R. Uh, it is, yeah. And also they can find me on the Forgotten Man website, which is ForgottenMan.com. All the news, all the gossip, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, all the behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, Andrew, thank you so much. And we'll have to catch up down the road. Oh, I'm sure we will. Thanks for having me. Andrew Miller hanging out with you today on the Mulberry Lane Show. When we come back, it's Allie Singer from DK Publishing. She's got some awesome gift ideas for those hard-to-buy-for people in your life. Keep it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Silent nights, holy nights, all is calm, all is bright, round yon Virgin mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. Music, arts, and lifestyle. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Well, if you guys are overwhelmed with all the tech gifts being advertised this holiday season and you have that teen, tween, or great aunt to buy for, why not consider the gift of reading? Allie Singer, editor at DK Publishing, shares with you now some awesome books that are hands-on and fun for the kids or ideal for that hard-to-buy-for aunt to make sure that this holiday is one for the books. Welcome, welcome to the show, Allie Singer. Thank you. So that was lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Okay, now before we get to the book recommendations, I want to hear a little bit about your job as editor at DK Publishing. Sure. Yeah, I absolutely love my job. I work mostly on books for kids ages 5 to 9. Okay. But I also get a chance to work on some of our adult and family books, too. And I work on a whole breadth of topics. So everything from licensed titles like Star Wars and American Girl all the way through to big, gorgeous coffee table books about wildlife and science. Um, It's like going to a high school with really cool electives. Every day is something (laughs) different. How did you get your job and get into publishing? 
Well, ever since I was a kid, I loved books. Going through, you know, my elementary, middle school, high school, I thought I wanted to be a literature teacher. Uh-huh. And when I got to college, I realized I love books so much and you can actually make them. So after college, I got an internship and just kind of kept going and loved it ever since. Mm-hmm. And then you probably see a lot of books pass by your desk. So what makes you decide, you know, this one is one for publishing? It's an emotional connection to the book. It's knowing that there's an audience out there who's going to love this book. And with DK, it's looking at the topics that people really want to know more about. For instance, with kids right now, science and maker is so important that, you know, when we come up with a really great idea, we like to see it through. Okay, so now you do have some recommendations, some hands-on books for kids. So what are some good gift ideas? Absolutely. Well, continuing with Maker, um, we've got Smithsonian Maker Lab, and this is one of our best-selling books right now. It ties into the Maker movement, and it covers off all the STEAM topics, so science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Okay. And there are 28 super cool experiments that kids can do with materials they find around the house. And even though they're having fun, they're also learning on the side. And this one was on Kim Kardashian's Instagram, right? Absolutely, yep. Uh-huh. Northwest received this for her birthday along with a gift basket filled with materials that she would need for a few of the experiments, and it kind of blew up from there. It's uh-huh. been a best-loved title ever since it came out. That's awesome. You have some books for, you know, just the very, very beginning. And the babies, of course, the ones who are going to enjoy the book but maybe not read it to themselves. Right. Um, We have our Baby Touch and Feel series, another one of our best-selling series. For Christmas, we have Baby Touch and Feel Christmas, and it's just the right size to fit in a stocking. So that's definitely a book I would recommend for the holiday. That's awesome. Somebody was thinking ahead on that one. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) In the middle of our chat with DK publisher Allie Singer here on the Mulberry Lane Show, giving you some gift ideas. You also have some coffee table book ideas because, you know, there are those hard to buy for people. Sometimes you forget about the coffee table book. That's a perfect gift. Absolutely. And a lot of times people are afraid to buy a book for someone that they don't know loves to read. But everyone's got these interests, right, whether they're interested in travel or animals or just different places around the world and connect the right book with that person, then they're going to love it forever. And our coffee table books are known for being gorgeous and packed with information and photography. Personally, I love Animal. This is the third edition of our best-selling book. It's sold over a million copies, and it's got more than 2,000 animals in it. Wow. So if you're going to put it on your table, you're going to read it, you know, either cover to cover or flipping through, and kids are going to love looking at the images. And, and you have some books on travel. Journey is a really great book. It's the history of transportation and travel, not just from the technology point of view, also kind of from that romance point of view, you know, okay. like the early railways. There's lots of memorabilia and artifacts. And personally, as someone who loves to travel, this book is a lot cheaper than taking a trip. So (laughs) I highly recommend it as a gift for someone who's happy to travel, but maybe without Uh leaving their couch, especially Uh in the cold weather. Couch vacation. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Another great book for that person actually is Natural Wonders of the World, which just has breathtaking photography of all the different places around the world. But beyond that, it talks about how they came to be, how they formed. So you're getting beautiful images along with the science behind them. Okay, and some history too. And New Year's books, you actually have some recommendations for that as well. We do, we do. A lot of people are going to be getting air fryers this year at the holidays. And we have the Healthy Air Fryer Cookbook. It has more than 100 recipes, and all of them are 500 calories or less. Wow. We're talking recipes for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, desserts, 
And alongside with that, it has tips and tricks for getting the most out of your air fryer, as well as it teaches you how an air fryer works. And that's a word you're going to be hearing a lot this year, air fryer. Air fryer. Okay. Do you have a project that you were involved in that has become your favorite? That's an excellent question. I really like working on our girl-powered titles. I really think it's great that we're making STEAM topics and science topics inclusive for everyone, encouraging everyone to get their hands dirty and learn something. And where can people see all the DK titles? Well, the easiest place is probably to go to our website, so that's www.dk.com. But you can also go to any online retailer or walk into any bookstore and you're going to see DK well represented. Allie, we want to thank you so much for joining the show, giving us some really good holiday gift ideas that aren't technology-based and get those books in the hands of those kids. Yep, thank you for having me. Thank you for singing me on. Oh, absolutely. Well, with the last name Singer, how could we not, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's Allie Singer from DK Publishing sharing with you some of the season's best books for those hard-to-buy-for people. And Allie, thanks for joining the show, and great job coming from the other Allie, (laughs) who's a singer. (laughs) Okay, Rachel, who else do we have to thank? Well, a big Christmas hug to Mark Lowry, the writer of the lyrics of the song, Mary Did You Know. Make sure you guys check out his brand new podcast and YouTube series, Dinner Conversations with Mark Lowry and Andrew Greer. Thanks, Mark. Okay, Keith, we want to thank you for sharing excellent travel tips for this time of year. If you guys are on your way out of town, we're happy that Keith Nowak was able to provide you with some non-stress tips. Very timely. Okay, girls, who else? Finally, a big shout out to Andrew Miller for sharing your music and your inspiring story. A perfect message for Christmas and make sure you check out Silent Night and Blue Christmas. And it's another Christmas season with Mulberry Lane. Make sure you mark your calendars for Christmas Eve night, 11 p.m. downtown Omaha at St. Marie Magdalene Church. You're invited to join us for our free concert, acapella Christmas hymns from 11 p.m. to midnight. All your favorite songs open to all denominations. Going to be a very warm and cozy feel. We're going to shine that light on the real meaning of Christmas. Hope you can make it. Well, that wraps up another holiday edition of the Mulberry Lane Show. Make sure you join us same time, same place next weekend. Yes, Christmas weekend. The final Christmas episode of this season. Join us for all the merriment. That's right, Bo. Stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a Christmas wrap. Something to see, but it's all